More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck, And I'm Lisa Popcheck, And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Today on More to Life, parent power. Whether you've got young children or adult kids, parenting never stops being a challenge. Let us help you be a more empowered parent. 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, the show is titled Parent Power. How often do you feel disempowered as a parent. I mean, let's face it, parenting is a tough job. Whether you've got young kids or adult kids, parenting never stops being a challenge. We want to help you be a more empowered parent. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Are you feeling worn down? by parenting. I mean, look, everybody does from time to time, but maybe you're having a particularly hard day. Maybe you're struggling to get your kids to listen or having a hard time getting them to respect your rules or uh, accept your discipline. Maybe you're wondering how to compete against the culture or peer influences. Maybe you're not sure how to help your kids deal with their emotions like anger or anxiety or other difficult to manage feelings. Or maybe you have a challenging relationship with your adult kids and you're not sure how to handle those situations. Look, if you've got parenting questions of any kind, we've got answers. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Let us help you discover how you can bring back the joy in parenting and family life. Again, that number, 877-573-7825. 7825. Bring back the joy, but also get rid of the fear. You know, I don't think that there's anything as scary as raising children. There's so much that we know depends on us. And we're talking about eternal souls here, right? So we, we worry about everything from, you know, those first moments of life through, you know, are they eating? They're so picky to how in the world do I raise them in the midst of this world that seems to be getting stranger and crazier every single day to just how do we get along? How do I keep my own stresses and tensions and pain and difficulty from messing up my relationship with my kids when they seem to just push my buttons, especially at all the wrong times. There's so much to deal with in parenting. And as you were saying, Greg, 
it's not just with littles. It's all the way through. You know, we 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 always do that play on words. You know, where where scripture teaches us, you're a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. You're a parent forever <laughs> once you're a parent. And I want to say this is not just just. <sighs> Parents who are raising children in their own homes. This is also spiritual parents, and thank God for them. You know, I would not be sitting here talking to any of you today if I didn't have an amazing spiritual mother who came into my life when I was 15 years old and introduced me to God and Jesus's mother, changed my world, raised me in a way in the few short years that we lived close together into being a woman of God. I never would have known how to do that without her. Just yesterday, I had a wonderful experience with the director of my daughter's theater school, and it is a secular theater school, but he is a good and godly Catholic man who just needed to have a conversation about how he can make sure the kids in this school stay primary and their well-being stays primary in all that he's being asked to do as a director. Spiritual father to all of these kids. Whether you have children full-time, part-time, or just are an influence on them and you're saying, I don't know how to do this as the grandmother, the godparent, that person who's in this child's life in any way, shape, or form. We need to work with God's grace more than ever these days. So if you have questions about that, give us a call today on More to Life at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. 25. And uh, we want to give a special welcome to all of the listeners from Catholic Home who yes, are tuning in. That's Catholic H-O-M, stands for Households on Mission. It's a ministry that Lisa and I started. Actually, it's an app that's free to download, but every day on um, the Catholic Home app, we provide, for premium members especially, expert accompaniment and creative resources to help Catholic families everywhere build a more dynamic domestic church and a faithful Catholic household on mission, giving parenting support and a faithful community. So check it out if you want more resources to help you bring the joy back to parenting and family life. Go uh, check out CatholicHOM.com or download the app on your Apple or Google Play store. Uh, it's free to download, and as I said, there are many premium mem- uh, features for those who want to subscribe to get that extra extra expert support i can talk (laughs) good job we'll get to it maybe a little prayer will help us do that but as you're waiting to ask your parenting questions or you want to give us a call today at 877-573-7825 and let's get those questions answered today if you're feeling worn down by your parenting role struggling to get your kids to listen or cooperate with your discipline or rules if you're wondering how to compete against the culture or the or peer influences not sure how to help your kids deal with their anger or anxiety or their difficult emotions or maybe you're just having a hard time with your adult kids uh, and you're not sure how to bridge the gap there whatever the parenting question is we want to help you become a more empowered parent and bring back the joy to your parenting role. 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, uh, the Theology of the Body 
is a series of reflections by St. John Paul that gives us a lens to help us see the Gospels, the sacraments, all of salvation history in a way that reveals God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. You know, it's hard work being a good parent. On particularly hard days, we can even question whether we're really cut out to be a mom or a dad. But the theology of the body reminds us that whether we are spiritual or actual parents, parenting, defined as the work of nurturing and encouraging the people who depend on us to become everything they were created to be, is an integral part of being human. The church teaches us that we find ourselves by making a gift of ourselves. The theology of the body reminds us that in that sense every human being was created to be some kind of parent. Every adult is first called to master the art of spiritual parenthood, and some of us are called to be actual parents as well. But whatever shape your parenthood takes, God wants to help you parent gracefully and well. Of course, saying that we are all made to be parents doesn't mean that it always comes easily or naturally. To find peace in our role, we need to be willing to learn the skills and develop the virtues that allow us to not only be good caretakers, but also healthy, holy people. God wants to accompany us on this journey so that we can learn to be a parent to others the way he is a parent to us, so that we can experience the peace that comes with living as we are created to live. I mean, parenting is stressful, right? But rather than simply reacting to our children as if they're pushing our buttons, we need to learn and model the skill of receptivity. That's a common theme that runs throughout the theology of the body. The idea that we need to take a breath, pause, and pray before responding to anything, but especially our kids' frustrating emotions and behaviors. You know, that simple process can help us both respond more effectively and help our kids learn to get more conscious control over their behaviors and reactions. To make that little space for the Holy Spirit, so to speak, that enables us to respond intentionally rather than just reactively. You know, our ability to be more receptive in the moment can take down that emotional temperature of the entire household and give us a more peaceful, joyful, graceful home life. So, you know, on today's show, we're talking about parent power. How can parents feel more empowered, especially in the face of, of the culture, peer influence? How can we overcome the resistance that we experience when we try to set certain rules or boundaries, uh, the pushback that we get when we need to discipline our kids? How do, we how do we help our kids deal with their emotions, anger, anxiety, other difficult feelings? Uh, how do we maintain a healthy relationship with adult kids? If you've got parenting questions of any kind, We've got answers. Let us help you discover how you can bring the joy back to parenting and family life today on More to Life. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. With that, let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your calls. In the name, In the name of the Father, Father the, the Son, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the gift of children, and we thank you for your servant, St. John Paul, reminding us that it is our call as Christian disciples to all be 
spiritual mothers and fathers as well as actual mothers and fathers and so we ask you to help us to learn to use our gifts to build up everyone that we meet to help each person become everything that they were created to be but especially our children lord we remember we recognize that our children do not belong to us that they come from you and will return to you and in the meantime it's our job to help them learn who you are to fall in love with you and to follow your ways but lord it's hard to know how to do that in a world that is so antagonistic toward you uh, toward your teachings toward living a christian life and so we bring ourselves to you and all the challenges we face with our kids and we ask you lord to help us learn how to lead our children to you through a loving relationship with them let our kids see your face in our eyes let us let them see your face reflected back at them when they hear us speaking to them when they look at our face when they see how we interact with them let them experience your love through us so that they might come to know you day by day bit by bit through every interaction we have with them so that when they are adults they long to follow you because of the of the love that they experienced your love flowing through us as we raise them we ask all of this through the intercession of the blessed virgin mary and in the name and of the, the father, father and the, the son, son and the, the holy, holy spirit, spirit. Amen. amen pope saint john paul the great pray for us today on more to life we're taking a look at parenting on our show titled parent power and whether you've got young kids or adult kids parenting never stops being a challenge we want to help you be a more empowered confident faithful and happy <laughs> catholic parent let's talk out what it takes to get there 877 five seven three seven eight two five if you're feeling a little worn down by parenting if you're struggling to get your kids to listen or having a hard time with discipline or rules maybe you and your spouse are disagreeing about parenting style and not sure how to get on the same page or you're wondering how to compete against the culture or peer influences hey you know what the good news is there there's a lot of research that shows the parents matter more than you think but it all depends on the kind of relationship you have with your kids let's talk about that or if you've got parenting questions of any kind let's let's work it out together at 877-573-7825 again that's 877-573-7825 let's talk now with Bree who's listening to EWTN radio in St. Louis Missouri hi Bree welcome to more to life what can we do for you Yes. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Um, thank you so much for what you do. I listen to you every day. I love, love, love your show. That's so um, kind. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I have been asked to um, take the role of godmother uh, to my cousin's child, uh, which I'm ecstatic about. However, after sitting on it for a minute, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a huge, this is a huge role. Um, parenting my own children back to God is is a you know is a challenge in and of itself um these parents are not um of the faith i am born and raised catholic and mm -hmm. adore my faith and that's what i'm raising my children to be mm -hmm. and um so i'm like in this role how how do i how do i do this with and i think the parents are very open to to whatever um Obviously, they wouldn't have given me the role if they had any type of boundary or anything. So, 
if you could just guide me. And, so are you asking if you're allowed to do this or are you asking you how to do it? Let me just clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I allowed to do Like, is this okay being that mm-hmm. they are not Catholic yeah. and they, they aren't going to church at this time? I'm hoping that maybe... I'll get them there, but is, is, yeah. am I okay to still play this role? Yes, and, and, and in fact, um, so, for instance, if the situation was a little different, like, for example, if, if you were um, ask, you know, if you were looking for a godparent, you could ask a non-Catholic to be a Christian witness right. at the baptism. As long as you had a Catholic other godparent. One of them has to be in our denomination. You know, so the, the, the role of the, the godparent um, is, is to... You know, could it be a model to be a mentor to that child? And to pray. And to to pray. pray. The the biggest thing that you want to look for in a godparent, and you would definitely fulfill this role for this child, is someone who is going to pray for the well being of the soul and the life of that child that you are asking them to godparent for. And I have a feeling, based on the way you're talking, that you would definitely fill that role for this little one. Yes, yeah, so so you are allowed, you know, to be a, a, a godparent, a Christian witness um, to to this, uh, to the child. Um, and, and again, as Lisa was just pointing out, the, the main responsibility is to intercede for that child. Um, but then also to be a model and a witness of what Christian living looks like, so that you know, when they when they look to Aunt Bree, you know, they can see that, oh, that that's that's what a godly woman is supposed to be. That's what a godly person is supposed to be. Um, you know, and so, and obviously, you know, to what degree you can sponsor that child's um, faith development, then that's, that's important and terrific. But it's, you know, it's sort of third on the list because parents are primarily responsible uh, for that role. So whatever you can do to support the parents uh, in becoming more faithful so that they can pass that on to the kids would be an important thing too. But, you know, the main responsibility is interceding for that child and being a model to that child. So you certainly can do it. And and in terms of, you know, how to do it, that that's basically what we're talking about, you know, making sure that you're praying for the child and for their family, making sure that you and your kids are, are doing your bit to be healthy Christian witnesses and, you know, being available to answer uh, this family's questions and, you know, to invite them to different things that are perhaps going on at your church. Uh, or in your, own, in, your family. in your own domestic church, that your things that you're doing together, and let them be able to see that as as a welcoming and hospitable way to to let them know that you know this this faith of yours, this Catholic faith, is vital and it contributes beautifully to. to blessing your family and others. You know, I mentioned at the top of the show uh, our new resource, Catholic Home, again spelled H-O-M, it stands for Households on Mission. One of the parts of that Catholic Home program, if you will, is is framework, yeah. Is, is to bring our is to bring our faith um, through our family life to our friends and neighbors, you know, in simple ways, by inviting them to participate in our family meals or family activities, uh, other family things that we do so that so that other people can experience life in a Christian household. Uh, and so if you'd like to learn more about that Catholic home framework and how you can use it to fulfill your role as, as a godparent, uh, check it out. It's Again, it's free to download. You just pick up your uh, go to the Apple Store, Google Play Store, and download it there. If you'd like to become a premium member, there's information on how you can do that too. Um, but that framework can be a real use useful resource for you with your own kids yes, especially you're saying you're working hard to get them to you know heaven and, and to live a catholic life that'll support you but it also really gives a framework that allows us to live our practical everyday life in a way that allows christ into it in every moment and allows those interactions in our life to become happier and healthier and yes holier so 
that will give you a household not only making your motherhood of your own children under your roof easier, but a household that will also welcome others and, and let them say, you know, there's something that Bree's got here that we'd like a little bit more of. When we go there, we feel a sense of peace and, and of joy. And so that will really aid you in being that godmother to this child. And I know, as I said, Bree, from talking to you for a moment, I know you're going to be praying for this child now and through their life. So I'd say this child's very blessed. Yeah, God bless you, Bree. Thank you so much for the call. 877-573-7825. We're checking your call about parenting. Any questions about any parenting-related issue, we are here to help today on More to Life. Again, the number is 877-573-7825. And More to Life will continue with your calls right after the break. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. What does the Ninth Commandment forbid? The Catholic Catechism says the Ninth Commandment warns against carnal concupiscence, sins against the flesh. What is concupiscence? It is the consequence of original sin. Though baptism purifies the soul of all sin, it does not remove our tendency toward sin. In this rebellion of the flesh against the spirit, as defined by St. Paul, we must develop purity of heart the desire always to do the will of God, especially in the area of charity and chastity. Purity requires modesty. Modesty protects the intimate center of a person. It refuses to unveil what should be hidden. Modesty guides how you look at others and behave toward them. It should dictate one's choice of clothing so as not to exploit or tempt another. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. The Wisdom of Mother Angelica. I told him about the woman who came to me and said her two children hadn't spoken to each other for two years. Their grandma died, and she was very wealthy. She left half to each one. She said they're arguing over a commode. She said inlaid. Can you imagine being in hell? And somebody saying to you, what are you here for? WTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Parent Power. You know, as Catholic parents, we often feel pretty disempowered as we try to raise faithful kids in a culture that is faithless and antagonistic toward Christian values and a Christian worldview and Christian life. If you are feeling a little worn down by parenting in general or being a Catholic parent in particular, let us help you bring the joy back to your role and help you feel more confident and effective in raising faithful kids. 877-573- 7825. That's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with John, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Massachusetts. Hey, John, welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Thank you. Um, Thank you for your witness to marriage and parenting. 
and uh, mental health. And for all those listening, please support Catholic Radio always. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, John. Thank you so much for your very kind and encouraging words. What can we do for you today? Um, It's loaded. So through, you know, sin, venial, maybe even mortal, damaging, um, as I am a parent but also a child, um, the relationships between myself and my parents and then my children. So in, so very specific as the question, perhaps my children have witnessed, um, I definitely have spoken beyond my parents' back and dishonored them. That kind of damage, that sin, how, <laughs> how does one uh, sinner and hypocrite like me look to repair that damage, which is... It, when you say the, dam- the damage, damage. That, do you mean, I'm sorry, do you mean the damage, I, I guess, if you could define the damage a little bit more, do you, do you mean the that, damage to your that, relationship with your parents? Do you mean the damage to your relationship with your kids? Do you mean, like, what, what are we talking about exactly? Right. It would actually, it, it would be both ways, and the damage is the, the bad example, the, the unchristlike uh, behavior, words, emotions, my selfishness. Um, and when you say the the uh, the the, uh, the when you're talking about the behavior, you mean their behavior in raising you, or you mean your bad behavior? Okay. And what 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 kind of behavior are we talking about? Just just you know, like you said, they're talking about them, or or what, what do we mean exactly? Something uh, about for my parents, a generic example. You know, something I was requested that I do a certain way, which is like doesn't make any sense or is unreasonable to me. Uh-huh. And I may not do it, or, or if I do it, then I complain later on. I go, oh, could you, could you believe that okay. happened? Right. And, and John, you, and how old are you, John? Go ahead. Um, I'm in my 50s. Okay. All right. Well, so, you know, the good news is, you know, we, we don't owe, uh, and the catechism says as much, you know, we don't owe our parents, uh, adult children don't owe their parents obedience, right? I mean, we, we owe them respect, and we need to honor our parents, but, but that doesn't mean always doing exactly what they say when they say it, how they say it. Uh, you know, uh, if, if, they're asking, if they're telling you to do something in a way that doesn't make any sense, you as, a, as an adult man of God can discern the healthy and appropriate way to do that. Um, I'm going to ask you to hang on over the break, because we're getting about 20 seconds before they play us out for this hard break, but Stick around for afterward, and we'll have some additional ideas on what it means to be uh, an an adult child who is honoring his parents, um, but in a way that doesn't make you um, just an extension of your parents' ego. Let's talk about that. What does it mean to really honor our parents as adult children? Back with that, when More to Life continues. And if you've got parenting questions of any sort, we are here to help today on More to Life. Our show is titled Parent Power. And whether you've got young kids or adult kids, parenting never stops being a challenge. Let us help you bring joy back to that parenting role and help you feel more confident as a Catholic parent. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. We listen to all kinds of things, as the Pope says. The radio, the TV, we listen to our phones, all kinds of other messages. But are we silencing ourselves enough that we may listen for God? The other thing we need to do is continue to educate ourselves on the faith. Are we listening to Catholic programming on a regular basis? Are we attending really good, healthy, faith-filled conferences to learn more from those who may be scripture scholars or apologists or maybe just a good talk from a spiritual leader or maybe watching a good video of a wonderful priest such as a Father John Ricardo or a Bishop Barron or someone else? So continue to, as Father John Harden used to say, 
educate, educate, educate yourself in the Catholic faith. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Father Benedict Groeschel. I want to welcome you, if you're not familiar, with the wonderful world of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. What will America become if it makes it impossible for the Holy Spirit to work here because of untruth and self-indulgence and paganism? This is not just a nice discussion of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because I'm going to discuss what happens when people make it impossible to be prudent, just, or honest, or brave, or courageous, or reverent. When people make that impossible, what a terrible thing they do not only to themselves, but to our society. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. This is Dr. Greg Popchak. In a recent study, psychologists studied a virtue long held dear by the Catholic faith. Humility. Humility isn't about negative feelings toward yourself. Rather, the study found that humility is comprised of traits such as sincerity, honesty, and thoughtfulness. But a second group of traits revealed something more about humility. That humble people are curious, bright, logical, and aware. Humble people spend time learning from other people. And isn't that what the church has been teaching all along? That we require community to humbly arrive at holiness. Pride is an obsession with defining one's own path to fulfillment, hoarding one's gifts, and refusing to be open to learning from the experience of others. Humility, then, is the awareness that abundance can only be pursued by cooperating with others, sharing what one has with others, and learning from the experience of others. For more about developing healthy, virtuous habits that benefit your family and community, visit moretoliferadio.com. so glad to be with you today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Parent Power, as we talk about how to become a more empowered, confident, faithful Catholic parent, uh, regardless of how you're feeling about your parenting role these days. You know, maybe you're feeling a little worn down, struggling to get your kids to listen, having a hard time with discipline or maintaining rules. Wondering how to compete against the culture or peer influence. Whether your kids are little or adult kids, we want to help you in your relationship with your kids and bring back the joy to parenting and family life. The number to call, 877-573-7825. Before the break, we were talking with John in Massachusetts, who was, uh, he's 50 years old, and he was just talking about you know his relationship with his folks, you know, where they often will ask him to do something that doesn't make sense or ask him to do something in a way that doesn't make sense, and it frustrates him. And he was kind of wondering, how do you honor your mother and father as an adult child? He also doesn't want it to be a bad witness to his own family now. So, you know, it's it's complicated generationally. John, is that a fair summary of your question? Thank you, yes. Okay, so I want to, and I, I gave you some some uh, some feedback before the break, but I, I want to ask one, one more question. Do you sometimes struggle with um, 
with 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 self doubt or kind of or guilt and kind of questioning yourself in general. I, I just picked something up. You're reading between the lines here, and I just wanted to follow up on that. Reading between lines is fine. Uh, sure, I, that's why I offered you know sin or damage or things that that are not Christ-like. Well, the reason I ask you is because I, I guess I'm wondering a little bit about scruples, like because this is an important question. But I, I you know, and I'm happy to respond to the question. But I, I get the sense that you beat up on yourself and second guess yourself a lot. Am I reading that correctly, or am I am that, I not? That is literally correct. Very okay. Well done. Okay. You. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. So, so I, I wanted to bring that out because I feel like you know I could answer your question, but but miss the real issue, uh, and so I want to address that too. Um, so let, let we'll start with your question, and then I want to address the other other issue with the scruples thing. So, again, the Catechism tells us that as adult children we don't owe our parents obedience, although we certainly do need to honor them. But what does honoring them mean? It, it, it means two basic things, and then sort of a third thing that we have to kind of be praying about. The, 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 the first thing is that we owe them, um, we, we, we owe it to them to take care of them in their adulthood, to make sure that their needs are provided for. Now, you know, it, it, it may be that, you know, we don't have a great relationship with our folks, or maybe that they're not even safe to be around, but we don't personally have to be responsible for making sure their needs are attended to, but we do have to make sure those needs are being attended to. That is an important part of honoring our, our parents. The second thing, uh, honoring our parents, is us living well. So that when people look at you, John, they can say, well, you know, John Dunbin raised right, because look at his life, right? And that's honoring our parents. Now, it may be that our parents did not raise us right, <laughs> and that, we, you know, whatever, whatever goodness we have in our own lives, we had to cobble together through a lot of prayer and hard work. But that's okay. You know, because um, that is still an important way to honor our parents, because we, um, at the very least, they gave us the ability to see that there was more for us, and we are working toward that. And, you know, it, it might sound silly to say that, but I, I talk to a lot of people as a counselor who don't want to get better, you know, who kind of hold on to their struggles because they feel like... You know, they don't want to let their parents off the hook. And I get that, right? You know, when our, when our moms and dads don't parent us the way they needed to and they hurt us in some ways, we sometimes want to be a memorial to that pain as a way of, of making, of, of, of saying, you know, you, you guys did this to me. Um, but by working to heal through God's grace and, and, and that hard work, we, we honor God the Father and we honor our parents in that effort. Um, the... And I think that it's important for us when we're discerning, you know, are we honoring our parents? First of all, you know, we're all going to bristle when we're asked to do something that takes us out of our own plan or our comfort zone. And even, you know, Jesus even talked to us about this in Scripture when, you know, I think it's in uh, Matthew, round chapter 21. And he t talks about the two sons. And one was asked to go out in the vineyard and work. And the son said, absolutely, I'll do that, Dad. I'm paraphrasing here. And he didn't do it. And the other son was asked the same thing. And he's like, no, I don't want to. And then he went off and he actually did it. And Jesus said, who actually did the will of the Father? And it was the son who grumbled a little bit, but then did the right thing. And we can certainly grumble or say, you know, oh, I can't believe they're asking me this or whatever that is, even out loud, because sometimes we need people to come alongside of us and say, yeah, that's hard, but I know you can do it. But when we try actively to be loving, to serve where we can and where is reasonable, and as Greg said, to live that life that says, they raised me right, even if they made mistakes, you know, they, they did. That's the honoring of God and honoring our parents that God is telling us about, you know, even in, in the book of Matthew. So, 
be, and we're going to talk about this now, a little less hard on yourself about the fact that you, you know, might sometimes groan inwardly or even outwardly. It's it's part of the human condition. And, and you know, Lisa, speaking to the third point that I wanted to make, which is, you know, we, we often think honoring our mothers and fathers means that we have to have a perfect relationship with them, and it doesn't mean that at all. Uh, we have the relationship with our adult, with our parents as adult children that that they that it's safe to have, you know, and some parents aren't safe. You know, or are are safe in some areas, but not safe in other areas, and, and it's and okay think, to set right, boundaries there. When you say that, I think a lot of people are saying, "Oh, well, that's just physically abusive parents," but it's not. It's any relationship or part of the relationship that diminishes us or makes us just stew about something for hours or days or weeks, or re-injures a part of us that they're not willing to work on to help heal. There's a myriad of ways where we can feel unsafe spiritually, emotionally, or yes, even physically in a relationship with another person, even our parents. And it's okay to set boundaries around those areas with our folks. Now, I want to address the deeper concern, though, John, that you didn't speak to, but you did confirm when I asked you the follow-up question. You know, I, I to go back to the second point, you know, be, living a healthy life is a way of honoring our parents. If you do deal with scruples, if you do tend to deal with an overactive sense of guilt, if you do tend to beat up on yourself a lot, working with a good faithful pastoral counselor to heal that part of you is a really important part of, of not just being a healthier person, but honoring your parents, because and it's healing that wound that, that perhaps you picked up along the way. And I want to add to this, doing that also makes you a Catholic who says, I want to clear out the noise that this wound has given me so that I can hear the Holy Spirit more in my life. Because so often we buy into the lie of, if I just beat myself up enough, then I'll be good enough for God. We need to clear out that negative message. It's very much from Satan so that we can have an open mind and an open heart and that spiritual ear that's tuned into what the Holy Spirit does want us to do so that we can allow God more into our life so that we can have joy in our relationship with God and be his hands and feet here on earth in a way that we can't when we're spending all of our time beating up on ourselves. So what I want you to do about that, John, is spend a little bit of time every day uh, in God's presence and, and, and really imagining the, Holy, uh, the Heavenly Father having his arms around you and, and whispering how much he loves you and reflecting on all the ways he took care of you in that day and praising him for those things and seeing those as a way that God has been hugging you and telling you how much you mean to him. I'd also you know, like you to follow up by checking out our book, uh, Broken Gods. A hope, healing, and the seven longings of the human heart. Because it's a book that really, really um, helps people who are dealing with scruples and overactive guilt to to accept the love that God has for us, and and to see even our own flaws and sins and brokenness in in a way that allows us to experience those as opportunities, not for condemnation, but for God's love and mercy. And again, the name of the book is Broken Gods, Hope, Healing, and the Seven Longings of the Human Heart. You can pick that up at catholiccounselors.com or wherever books are sold. John, I hope that that answers both the question you were asking and the question that I kind of picked up on there and gives you some ways forward with it. But if there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us here on the show or at catholiccounselors.com. Uh, with that, let's go to our next caller, Lisa, who's up. We're talking with Shannon, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio on St. Gabriel Radio. Hi, Shannon. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Hi, thank you. So my question is, um, how do I, how do my husband and I give directions to our kids that will help them to follow through? So, for example, like if we're saying it's time to pick up, you know, all the things that you got out, which is a daily thing, mm -hmm. um, and they don't like hearing it repeated, and we don't like repeating it. 
but we're having a hard time just getting into a habit. And then when they're not doing it, then I have a tendency to say, this is, you know, still laying over here, this, that. And then it becomes nagging, which I'm right. trying to. So let me ask you, so, so just, just so I set the stage here. So I, I get the sense that, you're, you know, like they'll be doing something and you'll say, okay, guys, it's time to clean up. And then maybe maybe you'll go someplace else and then come back a few minutes later and it's not done. Is that sort of how what you're describing? Right. or yeah? yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so, and you told our screener that your kids are six and nine? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. At, at those ages, kids are still learning. Um, I don't mean to say that they're not capable of doing this, but they're still learning um, that self-discipline and, and focused attention that's necessary to be able to do hard things, right? So, I mean, there are lots of days where you and I don't feel like cleaning stuff up, right? But, but we're grown-ups, so we can kind of make ourselves do it. We, we've learned that self-discipline and self-control to be able to push through that resistance and get there. And we know that, as we were just saying with John, there are times we groan, right? We inwardly groan. Oh, I have to do the dishes again. Oh, another load of laundry. What? They want to eat again? I've got to go to work? We inwardly groan, and then we try to stay on task and even as full-grown adults we get distracted by our phones by life by everything else well these small people have only been on the planet for six and nine years and have spent a lot of it learning how to walk and talk and eat and hold something and now they're trying to learn these new skills of actually picking up after themselves and they're capable of it like i said you should expect them to do it but 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 you also need to expect that they're going to struggle with that because because they do are still learning that self-control and self-discipline so one of the ways that we recommend um teaching younger children uh, kids under you know say 14 especially uh well no no that i'm sorry that's too many kids under 12 for sure um to to be able to kind of get that that kind of self-motivated spirit is to create family work rituals where you're working side by side and and generally speaking honestly um the best way to teach a kid to do anything is to do it with them first right so for not once many many times i know if i'm starting a brand new job and the boss said here, do this, you know, I'll show you how to do this once, and then just left me, I wouldn't be able to remember all the details and do it successfully and even safely. So family work rituals involve little things like, you know, cleaning up the, the family room before, by the time we go to bed, now, let cleaning me be, up the dishes together after clear. dinner. This doesn't mean, most people when we say this think, oh, that means mom does it all and the kids just kind of stand by and watch. No, you're actively doing it together. You're showing them how. You're not just saying, oh, I'll do it all. Well, it's also not the kids just doing it. It's, mm-hmm. it's everybody That's doing right. it. So the family together picks up the toys and puts them, and the kids are working with you and seeing how the room is supposed to look when it's all done. There's, and you're, you're working together. You're using all the tasks of family life to draw closer to each other instead of just seeing all the jobs of family life as one more thing to get done so that we can get on to the next thing. And uh, it's, it's to be done pleasantly. And then it's not nagging if they've missed that toy. It's just you're having nice conversations and saying, oh, you know, you missed that Lego over there. Make sure that goes in that bin. And it's not a big, long, nagging production or lecture. So if you create that family ritual where you're all doing that together... And first of all, it cuts down the time, you know, so we, something that would have taken them you know, 20 minutes to do by themselves takes five minutes with the whole family doing it. Um, but it, 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 it also allows you to use the stuff of family life to create bonding opportunities. And most importantly, it models for them exactly what you want them to do. So that later on, when you say, hey, you know what, we're running late and we got to divide and conquer today. I need you to do the dishes while you clean the bathroom and I do this. They know exactly what you want them to do because you guys have done it as a family a hundred times before that.
Uh, and so, and it's the easiest way to get kids to learn to do chores, to not push back against chores, because they see it as, as just something our family does to serve each other and be there for each other and take care of each other every day. And then, you know, as, as they get more mature and have that self-discipline, you start assigning them individual chores, and they know what, how to have that work ethic, because you, you've taught it to them, because you've modeled it for them, and you've, and you've lived it as a family. So creating those family work rituals, doing at least certain things throughout the day, uh, together, you know, even folding laundry together, you know, it, all, it doesn't matter what you do. The point is you, 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 ch- you choose certain activities that you'd like more help with and more like, like more cooperation with. Or skills you know they're really going to need in life, like cleaning up the dishes or being able to fold the laundry or even knowing how to swish out a toilet. So, you know, if you have a decent sized bathroom and you have one of your kids in there with you, one can swish out the toilet while you're wiping down the sink. And the lovely thing about this is not only does it teach your children life skills that they can then own and do on their own, it's giving you precious time with them. So you're chatting together about their day or about you know the YouTube video they just watched or some crazy thing their friends did. You're just sharing life together so that everything doesn't have to be a big sit-down conversation. And you really know who they are, and they get to know you and everything about you. Again, it's great to, to assign chores to kids and give them the opportunity for personal responsibility. But they come into that most naturally and with the least resistance when they've been participating in regular family work rituals that have taught them what your expectations are, how to work together, what the benefits of working together are, and really modeled that as a, as a family practice. We talk more about this in both uh, our Parenting with Grace books, Parenting Your Kids with Grace and Parenting Your Teens and Tweens with Grace, but we also provide daily support for questions like this uh, on the Catholic Home app. If you just uh, go to catholichom.com, uh, it uh, stands for Households on Mission. Uh, you can learn more about that app. And by the way, um, this uh, Catholic Home is, is sponsored uh, in large part by Ave Maria Radio. Uh, we are grateful for their support. And because of that support, we can offer all of our listeners 50% off the first month of a premium subscription if you use the coupon code AVE. That's capital A-V-E. Uh, if you go to catholichom.com, you got to go through the website to use the coupon because the Google Play and the Apple stores don't allow coupons. But if you go to catholichom.com and click the coupon button there and you uh, type in capital A-V-E, that'll get you 50% off a premium subscription to the first month of Catholic Home if you'd like to learn more about that resource. But Shannon, thank you so much for the question. I hope that our suggestions will be helpful to you. If you'd like more support, the books I mentioned and the catholichom.com website will be a great resource for you to turn to to get that daily support and encouragement and creative resources you need to build a Catholic household on mission. With that, we've got to go to break, but it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, and, and this, you know, it, it's, a, it's an important verse because it's all about not just discipline, right? It, it's not just about addressing the problem. This verse is really a reminder to parents that, that discipline and parenting is about character formation. When it says train up a child in the way he should go, it doesn't just mean, you know, yell at them for the thing that they did wrong. It, it means cultivate in them the virtues that help them to live a full and holy life. St. John Bosco, um, who is the basically the, the inspiration for uh, the what we call discipleship discipline in the Catholic Home Program, talked about the importance of forming kids' character with reason, religion, and loving kindness. Uh, and that's really the model that 
trains kids to not just do what we ask them to do, but how to have a, a godly character rooted in virtue and a real love of the Lord. Uh, so take that to heart. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, so that even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Not because he'll just know the rules, but because he'll have the character that drives him in a healthy, holy direction. With that, we got to go to break. When we come back, more with your calls about parenting on our show today titled Parent Power. Whether you got young children or adult kids, parenting never stops being a challenge. Let us help you bring the joy back to parenting and family life and help you be a more empowered parent. 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue right after this. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Do you have an unrelated twin, a doppelganger walking around somewhere? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Scripture points to many who may have been actual twins. Doubting Thomas, one of the twelve apostles, may have been a twin. His surname is Didymus, which means double or twofold. Is it possible for each of us to have a twin of sorts, an unrelated person who so closely resembles us that they pass for a twin? Research cited by Dr. Peter Atia indicates that 99.9% of the human genome is identical across all humans. So it is possible that at least one of the billions on Earth could have a slight bit more genetic material that makes them look like me or you. But it isn't just looks. Even certain behavior studies tend to be more similar in lookalikes. The next time someone says you look like George Clooney, research says it's possible. For more on this, look for the Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, parent power. You know, whether you've got young kids or adult children, parenting never stops being a challenge. We want to help you be a more empowered parent and bring the joy back into your parenting role and family life. Got questions about that and what it's going to take for you? Well, let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Linda, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas. Hi, Linda. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Good morning. Um, I've actually talked to you before at, on a different program about uh, problems with stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, it kind of leads into this one. 
Um, I have a 17-year-old and a 19-year-old, mm-hmm. and they're both at home. Um, the 19-year-old is the one that's been giving me the most problem um, lately. He's not going to math. Um, he'll watch it um, on YouTube. And I told him, I said, we don't have that COVID dispensation anymore. And, um, but my husband will not back me up because he's not calling the math because he's not, he's a bit of a conspiracy theorist and he thinks that the Pope is the dark Pope. And, um, I mean, I don't agree with everything myself, but I believe in Jesus that, you know, the Jesus will not prevail. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so here's the thing, though, Linda. You you don't you know it's not this is not a discipline problem. This is a marriage problem, right? Uh, and it may even be a mental health problem. Um, be, you know, because it's one thing to, to disagree with certain things the Holy Father might say or whatever, but to kind of go down that 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 kind of conspiracy hole. Well, and to deny yourself the the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ because you know you're trying to work something out, like you're removing yourself from the grace that you would get to be able to discern well and live well. And the reason, and what's happening here is your your sons are growing up to disrespect you as much as your husband disrespects you. You know, and the reason I say that is because you know, if you have if you have basic respect in a marriage, you could be at different places spiritually, right? You know, for example, my 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 aunt was a daily communicant. Uh, her husband was not faithful at all. But he, you know, she didn't drive. She he drove her to church every day. He even went in, you know, and and sat with her. They they, you know, I w- I always wished that he would do more. But he was he at least respected her enough to get her there and and to be there and support her how he could, right? Um, you know, that's that's what I'm talking about with basic respect. You, you can be in spirit different spiritual places, but you love the other person enough to say, well, there's something good and true and beautiful about what they find true, good and beautiful, and I need to support that. So what can I do? Your husband is failing on that level, and because of that, your kids don't respect you either. And so this is a marriage problem. Now, it may also be compounded by what I'm picking up on here is a possibility of an obsessive-compulsive personality disorder, where you you have a a husband who kind of has a lot of very idiosyncratic rules and beliefs about the way everything should be, and if it's not that way, then he's not going to participate in it. Uh, so you might have a, kind of two layers of problem here, but I would say that, that the first thing, the most important thing is to get yourself to a marriage counselor to address the basic failure of respect in the relationship because not, you know, not having that in your marriage is going to poison your relationship with your sons. Um, and then the counselor can evaluate if there's a deeper mental health problem going on there with your husband as well. But, but that's really the, the, the core issue here, Linda. It's, it's not a discipline problem with your sons. Um, you, you, don't, you don't know how to command respect. And even if your husband won't go to marriage counseling, I would like you to go to marriage counseling. And I say by yourself. And I say marriage counseling because ultimately we're trying to heal the relationship, right? So working with a marriage-friendly therapist, even if you're doing it yourself, learning how to command respect in a, in a respectful way uh, will be a benefit to your marriage and family life uh, so that you can stop accepting being treated like a non-person in your household. Uh, and when you learn how to do that and heal the marriage, then the kids will come in line as well. Thank you so much for the call. 
And if uh, there's more we can do to support you folks in your parenting role or any area of your life relationships, don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com to learn more about the resources we have for you and learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice where you can work with a faithful professional Catholic counselor to transform your marriage, family, or personal life. And learn more about parenting support at catholichom.com. Listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.